0: Hi there, my name is Ahmed Sabancı and you're listening to my podcast, Untold Stories. Now I don't want to start this relationship by lying to you. Um, I have recorded this intro 56 times. I just didn't like, at times I sounded or tried to sound very professional by reading a script and at times it felt like I couldn't pronounce certain words. like an ESL person, which I am. And at times I feel like I sounded a little too drunk because, again, I don't want to lie, I have been drinking some wine, but I know that you probably have been too because that's what we have all been doing during this pandemic. So don't judge me just yet. So with this podcast, what I'm aiming to do is telling stories that we've kept hidden so well and so long that without maybe realizing we have given them power to enslave us to a version of ourselves that is not fully realized to its potential. And I just want to tell these stories and take away that power from them and open the road in front of us to be ourselves again. So this is not a middle-life crisis or middle age crisis, although I am middle-aged, and this is not a cry for help, although at times it may seem like that. This is also not an ask for pity, it's definitely not, because there's nothing to be pitied about carrying an untold story and finally letting it free. Maya Angelou has a word or a saying, she says, There is no burden or agony like carrying an untold story inside of you. So the intention is definitely that. Release it, move on, and be ourselves again. I have to admit, I wasn't sure if I should tell you the story, let alone how to tell you the story. There are many reasons behind it, but if I have to think of the main one, it is because to someone like me, who has lived his whole life as a contortionist in a way, trying to fit in, bend and fold and take the shape of any box that he has been ever put into. It becomes something like a second nature to ignore his own feelings and always to play it safe and to be a good boy. The truth is I am a 40-year-old man who is standing in front of a microphone and contemplating everything he has ever known. Each new day, in my mind, past seems to be getting brighter as the future gets a little bit more dimmer. Happiness of good memories fades slowly as the pain of bad experiences grows sharper. And I, too, realize that passing years no longer bring excitements of growing up, but wariness of growing old. And every night, as I lay in my bed, I start thinking to myself, what am I doing? And what am I doing in this life? What have I done? And why have I done it? And why haven't I done it? I know these may sound like ramblings of a middle-aged man to you but all I know is that my soul wants to live on and it wants to share its story with the kindred ones that needs to hear it. After all, is a story untold any different than a soul unborn? So for honesty's sake, let me start again. The truth is... I am a 40-year-old gay man, and my story truly began when I decided to come to Canada 20 years ago. I want to take you back to that time, hope you can travel with me with an open mind. With that said, let's begin. Picture this, 2001 Istanbul. A 21-year-old me is sitting in front of his computer with his cousin next to him, trying to get on to the new thing that is called the Internet. My cousin is here to tell me about these new programs that he's been trying on the internet called chat rooms. He says there are a couple of programs that are very popular. One of them is called ICQ which is spelled I-C-Q but it's a clever twist on ICQ and He also talks about MIRC, which is another popular program in Turkey. I'm not sure if it was popular in North America, but it was all the rave back in the day in Turkey, for sure. And of course, he talks about MSM Messenger, which brings them to the point of me having to create an email account, which I find to be not greatly important because I don't see the point anyone that I want to talk to I actually call them or text them so I'm like why would I use email to email anyone so I don't know but he says it's necessary to have email to sign on to MSM messenger and to other programs as well so I say okay and he's like the best program out there is called hotmail and when he says that I think he says hot male like men and all of a sudden i'm scared thinking that he assumes i'm gay because nobody knows that i have these conflicting feelings inside of me but when he explains and shows me it i realize that it spells hot male like male Um, and then we try to get me a username I say let's use my real name and he says that's a dumb idea because it's not cool and all the cool kids have like cool names and he's like just think of something you like and anything that we try to do like that I can think of like the Knight Rider or He-Man or you know Skull Castle anything like that is already taken so and I can't think of anything else so we start like brainstorming ideas and at the time my 21 year old room my bedroom is full of posters of movies and sharon stone because i actually think i'm attracted to her like physically (laughs) um and i want to show that a little bit so i have all these um half-naked pictures of her or whatever I could find and I have one giant movie poster of basic instinct that I actually got from a movie theater so seeing that I say to him how about basic instinct and we try it what do you know it's taken by someone and I say okay well what about basic instinct 21 which is my age at the time and um Luckily, it's not taken, so we get it, and um, I still have that email, but do not email me. I just realized that I give you my email address. <laughs> Anyways, So we go on um, to download MIRC and ICQ, and he's showing me MIRC first because he's very excited to tell me that with this, I can talk to all of the girls anywhere in the world which obviously is not very exciting to me but i let him go along with it because i actually really like my cousin and he's a fun guy so he's just showing me around um on this program and there are like many rooms and he says like you can just go in sign in with to one by having a username again And I say, I don't know, just put Instinct21, like I'm done with usernames. So he just puts on and we scroll through all the chat rooms and I'm not really paying attention until he scrolls down to one that is called MIRC Gay. My heart just skips a beat. It's just like something in me awakens. And I feel like an idiot for not realizing that internet has this whole other potential that could connect me to gays all around the world. So with that, it's just like my mind is consumed and I can't think of anything else. He just keeps talking, but all I can think is like, I hope he leaves soon so I can go on this chat room to chat with gays online. So after about an hour or so my cousin leaves finally and after he leaves I go back to my room I lock the door behind so that nobody can disturb me and I put like anything I can find on the modem so when the horrendous sound of dial-up internet happens that people don't hear it because it's like 11 p.m. at the time my hands are like shaking and I'm just so nervous that I'm consumed with excitement about this whole thing, and um, so I sign on quickly, and I go to MIRC Gay, and I put Instinct 21. Um, Now I can't truly remember all the names out there, but back in the day, usernames were like Lola, or Dr. No, or Transformers, or something like that. It's just people trying to be cool. So, like, I was just scrolling down all the usernames to see who I should chat with. You can write in the chat room, but sometimes you'll have these private messages, like, pop up. Um, So I'm trying to see, and as I scroll down, I see one that just stands out. It's called Mr. Turk. So, not only I realize that there are gays out there that I can talk to, but there are Turkish gaze that I can chat with my mind is like blown away so I am with without too much hesitation I click on his name and I just start chatting with him and I say hi in Turkish and he says hi back and then he says ASL and I Think this is like another language and I'm like maybe he's not Turkish I have no idea and I say what does that mean and he writes back H6 location this is the first time I ever hear of this acronym and I'm just like realizing there is an internet language that I don't know about anyways so I write 21 male Istanbul and he writes back 33 male Istanbul So I say wow what a coincidence. We're both from Istanbul, right? And he's like, yeah, where are you from in Istanbul? And I say Ataköy which is the place that I'm from and when he writes back My heart almost stops because he says me too now I can't tell you how fast I just reached out to the power button of the computer to shut down the whole thing. Because I am so scared that he is from the same area that I live in. And I think somehow he can know who I am or he, he might have already known who I am. So I'm scared. I'm just shaking and I turn off the computer and I just go to my bed and I pull the covers over my head and I, I start crying and start telling all the prayers that I know and hopefully, hopefully that I would be able to pray the gay away. It would be months before I go back to MIRC or any chat room really. During this time I become very religious. I turn to Quran, I start reading different prayers every day and once a week I read one of the longest and hardest prayers um, in the book. Is supposed to be the most potent one. My wish is to be not gay. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to be part of it. I feel dirty and I feel like a sinner. uh, Less of a man. That if anybody realizes or if I can admit to it that I would be done. Um, I fear for my life. I fear for anyone threatening me by exposing me and asking for money or telling my parents or whatever I'm just consumed with these thoughts and I regret ever going on the gay chat room and I tell my friends my close friends and my friends from university I want to start dating girls like I had dates before I had some girlfriends but I have stopped because it's the end of the university. I'm very, really busy with lessons, and I think my emotions of having feelings towards men was becoming too complicated and conflicted. I didn't wanna pull anyone into that or lie to anyone really, but now I'm ready. I say, you know what, just arrange someone for me. I'm gonna date them and i start going on dates with a lot of girls like some of them are so beautiful and some of them are so eager to you know have a serious relationship because of probably my status and i mean let's face it my good looks too but anyways and um and i start liking some of these girls and i start convincing myself that i can do this i can actually have feelings towards women, much like I have feelings for Sharon Stone apparently. Um, So I start feeling good, but at times, especially at night, it gets hard. I feel like I'm lying to myself. I feel like there's something missing and I, close my eyes and I sometimes fantasize about Mr. Turk and running into him as I walk somewhere and imagining him knowing that it was me that chatted with him that night and us falling in love somehow and just living happily ever after so one night It was probably around March, I would say, because it was probably my birthday. I was very drunk. So three, four months after I had this chat experience in March, let's say, um, I come home very drunk and I tell myself that I'm going to go back on the Internet and go to the chat room and I'm going to chat with someone. But I'm not going to chat with anyone That could be Turkish and I'm not gonna tell them my true information you know maybe just my age that's it anyway so I sign on and I start looking for candidates that I can talk to some of them don't feel good so I start chatting with this guy that had a name Canadian it was like he's his username was Canadian so I chatted with him and um, he tells me he is 35 years old and he is in the room from Toronto and that's the first time I ever hear of Toronto or Canada Um, I mean I saw some movies um, like I know what Mounties look like and I think Canada is like up in the mountains like sort of like switzerland you know like it's all cold and people farm and they live in cottages and you know it's very snowy and um, people dress up like mounties this is what i have in my mind as what canadians would look like and but he tells me about his life and um, we talk a lot like i think after meeting him, I talk to him almost every night. And um, finally, he tells me that um, he wants to know me more. And he asks me what my name is. And I say, Matt. And he says, nice to meet you, Matt. My name is For privacy, I will call him David. David and I talk almost every night for weeks. We talk about many different things, but he always tells me about his life in Toronto and how it's this cosmopolitan city that, you know, that accepts everyone for who they are. There are immigrants from all over the world it's like a mixture of different people. It's multicultural and he has this life that he goes with his friends to um, musicals, theater. He goes to restaurants and clubs. He says that gays can hold hands in the streets and nobody cares, you can even kiss. These to me sound like a scene out of a movie, you know? it's or like a book, it doesn't seem real to me. And he tells me how he is out at his work and he is part of like a gay group at work that supports um, each other. I'm just enamored by it. I, I just can't stop thinking about this life. Even after our chats, I go to bed and I close my eyes. I dream of what my life could be and I start building this image of Toronto and Canada in my mind and how my life would be with him and um, how happy I would be. Anyways, we keep talking every night, probably from late March to late June. We talk almost every night. It gets intense. Finally, one day he tells me that He is in love with me and he asked me if he can get my mailing address because he wants to send me something. And I get scared because A he told me he loves me and I don't even know this guy. I just met him online. He sent me one picture which seemed a little old because um, it was like faded, but it was a picture that was physically printed and then scanned, which was very common back in the day. Um, he has these gorgeous blue eyes and amazing smile. I, it's hard not to be able to fall in love with this guy and his personality that comes through chats and I send him one of my pictures that I got taken for the yearbook um, because it was like photoshopped and it looked good so I sent that to him and obviously it worked because he tells me he loves me and um, anyways like after a bit of hesitation I give him my address and then I forgot about what he was gonna send me and we never talk about it and one day it was like July because my school was over and uh, it's the only time i would be sleeping during the day it was around noon my mom knocked on my door and she says there's a letter from canada to you and and she's like who do you know in canada that would send you a letter and i say oh it's related to school don't worry about it so i grab it from her hands and i just lock the door and i sit in my bed And I just ripped this envelope open. It's like a big, thick envelope. It's, and it's full of things, like things, you know, just spread on my bed. It's, there's like handwritten pages of letters. There's postcards, there's like stickers, there's like keychain that he sent me. And I'm just like starting to read the letter and he tells me about, you know, how he feels towards me and how he wants to hold me and kiss me and be with me and just enjoy life and I remember just holding the letter like close to my heart and just like smiling I just couldn't stop smiling I was so excited and just (laughs) I was like a high school girl I guess I was so excited that I didn't see among all the things that fell out of the envelope there was one note that was attached to a plane ticket and on the note it says Toronto and I are waiting for you in October. Thank you for listening to the very first episode of very first season of Untold Stories. If you like the story and if you like to continue listening, don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast on wherever you get your podcast. And also you can follow the story along with some visual images on my Instagram account called Untold Stories Podcast. I will be posting some images that will go along with the story that can help sort of give more life to it. Until next time, please take care of yourself and try to listen to the untold story that you have inside of you that is holding you back and try to give it a voice. Take care.